No pressure, but this is a very aesthetic episode number. It is. So this does need to be a very good episode yeah. to match. I think it's the one I'd number. be drawn to. Like if I was scrolling through your podcast, I'd be like 101. I'm going for it. You've done this strategically, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, totally on purpose. <laughs> you had no clue. <laughs> no, no clue. All right, let's get into it. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 101 of starting the conversation. First time that I've said the hundreds. So that feels cool. Uh, with me, your host, Alice Benham, and this week's co-host, Steph. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Thank you. Steph, do, do we full name you? Do we business name no. you? Never a Stephanie, because okay. that's what my mum calls me when I get told off. Nice. Last and name? Sanderson. I knew your last name. I just didn't yeah. know whether it was oh. <laughs> part of the brand. So I am the creative shed. That's my business thing. I am and the shed of creativity. Often, yes. And often when I submit a form into something, it comes through a Steph shed for whatever reason. And so I've been at networking events where I am called Steph Shed. <laughs> And then it, yeah. That's amazing. In. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm Steph Sanderson, but hey. What made matter. you pick a, having a business name rather than just your name? I think I wanted to have the opportunity to grow bigger than myself. Oh, I mm. like that. I feel like it comes into those two camps, doesn't it? Because my thing is, I call it Alice Benham so I can grow into something bigger than just digital marketing. Yeah. Whereas you've called it the creative shed so I can grow into something bigger than just you. Yeah. So basically, I'm narcissistic and I want it all to be me, but doing everything. <laughs> and you are humble with impact and you want to go wide with it. Sure. Yeah, I've done, yes, sure. We we'll go. go with that. <laughs> no other answer than that is acceptable. So here okay. we are. All right, let's kick off with high, low or low high as it usually is. Mm. Kick us off. Low of the week, day, month, year. How are we feeling? I did think about this. So I had a, an incident. No, uh, incident is the wrong word. A thing which is slightly ongoing where somebody is just ripping off my business and it came up again this week and I saw it and that's just it doesn't knock me because I worry about I don't do anything original so it's not like Mm -hmm. you know I'm worried that somebody's stealing my ideas because it isn't original um it's just that they are an individual who often picks my brain or attends my training or has come to things where I've taught um and now they're they're turning that around and selling it which is an interesting space to be Mm. so I guess it's just irking my values probably more than anything else and so that just bugged me this week I think that's probably the right word like bugged me it's not a particular low but it's just yeah it's not gonna affect your business massively they're not taking clients from you no but it's sometimes just a bit sad when people do that because you just think come on Exactly. It's not going to be the best fit for you. Like, I yeah. want you to have the best business possible. And mm-hmm. that's never going to be a copy and paste of mine. Yes. And also, there's just other ways to do things. Yes, Like, exactly. it's such a kind space, the small business world, mm-hmm. that when anyone plays a little bit, not not even dirty, but just funny, I'm like, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's not needed. Yeah, we've all got our thing. We can make the most of our thing rather than... Taking someone else's mm-hmm. would you be You do my, you, yeah. I'll do me. Precisely. Everyone's happy Good when summary. that happens. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I really have a low to that extent. Do you know what my low was? And I didn't share this because I didn't want to seem like a princess earlier. I ordered a Caesar salad at lunch and I asked for it plain and it came with Caesar <gasps> dressing, which is why I ate hardly mm. any of my salad because oh, no. I couldn't eat it. And to clarify, my eyes watering because I've got allergies. I'm not right. crying about my pizza salad right now, but I can just feel them watering. Very I just emotional to about the, the lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my love. That's of the day. really disappointing. Yeah, because it was like ten pounds as well, and I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, and it also didn't have lettuce in it. It was leaves, and I just think that's not oh. that's not a Caesar salad as I know it. it. Should just be wait iceberg. 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, just your classic... It's not a fancy... Crunchy lettuce. Yeah. But this was your, like, mixed bag bits and bobs. No. Not cool. No. So that's my low. Yeah. I'd say on par, really, with yours. <laughs> as serious. As hurtful. <laughs> Value working. 100%. Yeah. I like values of... Yeah. I didn't even know which of my values that goes against, but it does. Straightforward and direct. Thank you. That's There me. you go. Appreciate that, Steph. You're welcome. Uh, what's your high? My high? You know what? It's a big high. Go on. I'm going like full ends of the spectrum. Yeah. This week is my highest billing week ever for my <gasps> business, which is like... Yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And in the spirit of the podcast, it is not a 10k week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a normal business week, but it's my highest yet and I'm like super chuffed. I'm, so a, I'm not good. even a year in yet, so I guess my anniversary is like the 19th of February, so mm-hmm. I feel like I've smashed this month. Go on. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, like anniversary month smashed yeah next month might be different but this <laughs> month fine, i'm fine hey, feb was great just keep <laughs> yeah. reminding yourself That's of that it. you've got to go up wall. to come back down exactly Wait, you've got to go down that to that one one of the two yeah and um, by that i'm just interested to how you calculate that is that mm. money into the bank is that money that you've invoiced for what's that figure yeah money that i've invoiced so i work on payment plans so it is money invoiced but actually it will end up being money that comes in too yeah so it's it's both but it's yeah highest of both that's so good and it's so good that you track that yeah I'm a bit obsessed (laughs) I I say that as even as I said that I was like she doesn't track that there's just you literally click about two buttons it's true in your accounting and it tells you (laughs) and Emily makes me spreadsheets every single month of the money and she just goes here you go and I just go yeah thanks never gonna look at that yeah so that's really cool normally I don't care normally I'm just like meh Mm. thanks it's like the most boring part of my business is the banking I, I hate it unless when you figure out exactly. you've had a big month yeah. or a big week not even a big month no, yeah a big week yeah that's so good yeah go on Steph yeah what a high isn't it uh my high is that I had a great morning today nice. with you and other people for context for people we spent this morning I was about to say we're all doing the six week thing but I don't think I'm allowed to say that I'm doing it if I'm technically the one that's hosting it mm. just sounds a bit weird to say you you yeah you were hosting it Sure. This morning. So yeah. you and Amber run a what would you describe Tide as? A networking group. I a think networking it's as simple as that. For yeah. creative business owners. Yeah. And you are very well networked for like you know a lot of people. And when you booked in for the six week thing, you realise there's some other people I know doing this thing. Yeah. So you guys kind of connected with each other. And this morning you all met up to chat about how you're finding it. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get crash. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here I come. We were very pleased. <laughs> I told my family about it and they were like, so it's like a guest appearance. I was like, no, 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 no. It's not really that dynamic. (laughs) But it totally was. Sure. I just think it was good to chat. But it was really fun because I'm loving the six-week thing in terms of feeling like I'm working with all these different people and there's so much Mm. community, but nothing beats in person. So that was really special to feel like I could kind of taste a bit of the six-week thing greatness in person and just hang out. Yeah. And I don't often get to do that. Like, just do things that are just for a bit of fun. Yeah. Like, spend my it's morning nice, just isn't it? chatting. It's a good highlight. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. And now we're here. Now we're here. It's been the journey to get here. <laughs> I feel like I just need people to know the process that we've been on to set up this equipment and get here. Today's here low. Yeah, that probably is today's <laughs> low. That probably is. Getting to the recording space. The recording equipment not working. Good job I checked it. Yeah. Because, you know, I was like, oh, it's fine. Probably just the They're pros. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
mansplained it to you so they must oh, know what they're doing my god he came in and he was like yeah so have you ever done a podcast before I was like yeah only 101 hun <laughs> thanks no client preparation I mean if they if only they'd googled stuff <laughs> if only oh I sound like such a knob conversation starter yeah definitely not one that I've broached before on this podcast but I don't know how I haven't broached it yet because it's such a topic yeah so let's talk about the myth of 10k months what a thing right mind-boggling yeah I think is the phrase that comes to mind when you think of a 10k month Mm -hmm. Um, and actually the promotion around it uh, is mind-boggling yeah with the frolicking through fields looking all dreamy and relaxed and life is good and health is good and you know and it's very different (laughs) to reality I think yeah yeah yeah. and that's kind of what I want to uncover in today's conversation is I guess a bit more about actually what 10k months can and do look like and I guess get everyone who's listening to have a think about what that narrative looks like for them so can you start by talking a bit more about actually why 10k months are presented as such a thing to achieve or I guess such a measure of success yeah I think probably a few reasons like money is a driver there's no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh the whole room has just gone pitch black one sec I wonder if it's censored there we go oh my goodness that can't be good can it this podcast recording man Someone does not want to make this happen. <laughs> it's a sign. I don't even know if we leave Should that Should just in. go for gin? Yeah, just get drunk. <laughs> Kick us off. We'll keep that in. Okay. So money's always an aspiration, isn't it? So, or a motivator and a goal. And mm-hmm. I think often when people set up a business, initially it can be like their monetary goals can be quite small. And then they suddenly see people doing well and... And then their mind opens up and they're like, oh, yeah, actually, maybe I can earn more. And then start looking for financial goals. And the more you look for them, the noise is quite loud. Yeah. And especially on social media, it seems to be driving and fueling this 10K phenomenon. I don't know what else you want to call it. And it's like everybody's talking about it. Mm. And so you look at it and you think, well, that must be the norm. Like that must be my next stage I go from earning maybe turning over a two or three k month you know as a steady figure and you get to that point you think I'll be happy when I'm there and then suddenly it's like your next stage is a seven grand leap up to 10k Mm. and it's and that's the norm it's like it's it's a weird weird mentality a weird thought process that that is the financial goal to aim for before anything else Mm. yeah it's so affirmed by marketing and social media I think yeah absolutely because everyone's content is you know come to my webinar about how I got my first 10k month or pay for this mastermind and I will teach you the blueprint to getting 10k months and I think that's a good point actually like selling the education of business is becoming a business so that whole blueprint type let me tell you what I did so that you can do it and what we forget actually is that a lot of setting up a business and a lot of being successful in business is down to right place right time yes there's theory and we'll probably dig into it but there's there's things you can put in place to support it but actually Mm. there's no real blueprint to success because 
everybody and every business is different. Yeah, and success looks completely different for every business. Exactly. So yeah. to have this weird just assumed, yep, success is earning £10,000 revenue yeah. per month yeah. is the most odd thing to me. Yeah. And like you said, there does feel like that shift where there's no real kind of financial goals when you yeah. maybe first start out or when you're kind of under that 10K mark. And then you almost ignore all other metrics of success yes. you've ever used before yeah. and just immediately go, well, it's 10K now. Yeah. Like I, I need to reach this number in this month in order for things to feel yeah. established. To me, it kind of feels a bit like on Instagram using likes as a metric. Mm. It's like it's validating, but then there's nothing really behind it because it doesn't say how successful your business is yep. other than for that month you earn 10k but mm -hmm. it doesn't speak to uh, the longevity of your business or the foundations of your business or the returning clients or mm -hmm. any of the actual metrics that give you a successful business the ability to take time out of it to balance your family life to all of the things that make us tick as human beings it doesn't speak to that either it's uh -huh. like I mean don't get me wrong there's a lot you can do with 10k but it's almost a vanity metric yeah that I've reached a 10k month therefore mm -hmm. I must be x y and z yeah and there's so much within what you've just said that I want to kind of dig into but I guess the first thing would be the idea that 10k is just revenue yeah like that's what kind of gets me and actually Sapphire <laughs> from the Coven mentioned this in a recent episode I think she said the quote of like revenue is vanity profit is sanity and I was like Precisely. very true yeah because someone can be making 10k yeah. But to make that 10K, they might have spent £5,000 on Facebook yeah. ads. Or even if you take that 10K, you know, assuming if you are making 10K a month, maybe you're VAT registered and also maybe, you know, you are paying significant tax on that. Mm -hmm. A huge chunk of that money is no longer even within that business. Yeah. And then you take off all the costs that has been incurred to make that yeah. money. And actually what you're left with can be wildly different mm -hmm. to that immediate figure that you have in your head. Yeah. And I think it's easy, you know, I've done it before when someone launches and you do the maths of like, oh, this many people times this money. Oh my gosh, they've got 10 grand in their month. But it's so different mm -hmm. behind the scenes and it can be so different for different businesses. Yeah. Someone can have a 10K month and make a loss and someone can have yeah. a 10K month and have amazing profit margins. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything about the financials of your business. And like no. you said, it definitely doesn't mean anything about the health of your business. No. Because what can be sacrificed yeah. in order to have a 10K month is insane yeah absolutely that's a really interesting point actually because a lot of times when people are advertising the blueprints to a 10k month they don't even talk about the details of a business mm. so they don't talk about profit and loss they don't talk about revenue and income and they don't talk about what it takes out of your business to have that 10k month so none of yeah. that is really a factor it's just assumed or an assumption that is made through lack of information that it will result in 10K in your bank account. Yeah. Um, and that is fairly misleading uh, in for some people. Yeah. It's misleading. 100%. I think. What I find interesting about this is that I think for a lot of us, even if we feel quite on it with knowing kind of what success looks like mm. within our business, we can probably all admit at some point we've glamorized the idea of oh, a 10K yeah. month. Yeah. Like I remember really really clearly actually about a year ago reading a blog post from someone who was talking about their first 10k month and I think I remember for the first time that was where for me yeah. this kind of idea of this as a metric of success was first implied yeah and even though this is a conversation that I've had so many times with you and different people it's still something in my head mm. that's this weird oh yeah well that's when 
yeah. things feel good. Yeah. And I feel like where it starts is that conversation of, well, why? Like, yeah. why do you want a 10K month? Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean for your business? Yeah. Is that, like, if a client were to come to you with that goal, is that where you would start Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it's where I always start with clients, mm. is, like, what what's the dream for your life, including your business? Mm. Because often there is a disconnect, and what we think we need to achieve the dream, actually, it looks very different. And that can be up or down. Yeah. Um, there can be a complete disconnect between... And it ends up being a short-term goal. Mm -hmm. So actually our short-term goal is the 10K because we think that means we will then go on to be everything we want to be to achieve the long-term goal. And yeah, exactly. Start with the why, find out what's driving that, where do they ultimately want to get to, and therefore what does that look like? Rather than having this random goal that's been marketed to them and using that as a metric and a way to access the bigger picture. Yeah, and almost touching on, you know, the long-term of your business does what that 10k month and kind of the things that you're going to have to do to get that does that line up with where you want to take things as well 100% because an injection of money into the business is fantastic but yeah. that really isn't everything no. it sets the foundation for where you want to go no you know if you reach a 10k month by offering a service that doesn't line up with what you want to do mm-hmm. or is you working in a way that doesn't you know line up with how you enjoy working mm. then it doesn't make sense yeah. and i think it's when 10k months are completely isolated as this financial goal and there's no other consideration than just have you made ten thousand pounds yeah it's just it's weird it's almost separate to the business so Mm. i whenever i see these kind of sales pushes because you can spot them quite easily on you know social media i mean doesn't take much to spot one of these 10k month pushes you look i when i look at it i see it as separate to the business Mm. so it's not part of the foundation of the business in the way that it's positioned and therefore it's you might have one you know every six months for example because of what it takes out of you and your business to push and we'll go there but to to get it there yeah but it's not the core of your income and it's not the core of your business because actually to make it the core of your business your business has to look very different yeah let's talk about that okay because something you're big on is the kind of infrastructure of a healthy and successful business yeah and something you've touched on before when we've discussed this topic of 10k months is actually the question of you know do you have the internals mm-hmm. of a business that can achieve a 10k month yeah so can you talk a bit more about actually what that question looks like yeah so and it, I work on this with my clients a lot so we we talk about the foundation it is the foundation of a business and that mm. looks like your operations and it's like the most boring thing in the world and I totally understand people will be glazing over at the word of like <laughs> operations <laughs> however that is how you get your business done so that's your processes and it's your systems and it's your organization structure if you have people or your outsource work and it's also your property so if you're talking about a 10k month it will look different for a service and a product-led business but say you're a product-led business If you are now selling 100 products a month and you're turning over £2,000 a month and then suddenly you have to turn over or you're aiming to turn over £10,000 a month, can your website support it? How Mm. are you going to ship it? Do you have enough manpower to ship it? Where are you going to store the stock if you have the stock to support the 10k month? Suddenly your operations look massively different and it can be expensive. So actually what people don't take into account for a 10K month is the additional expense that will be required to support it operationally, mm-hmm. particularly in a product-led business. Yeah. Um, and then if it's service-based, well, if you are running maxed out, 
already and you, you've got your steady income coming in and then you want to up your income, that means you need to find more time or you need to shape things slightly differently. Yeah. So what does that look like in terms of your schedule? Who's going to deliver it? How is it going to be delivered? Do you need to invest in videography? Do you need to invest in any other kind of website, mm. course website? Often it's course-led. The 10K for service months is course-led. Yeah. What does that look like? How do you do your onboarding? What mm. client experience are they going to have? All of the operational questions that you need to ask in terms of will your system support it what happens if it all goes belly up and you have to hop on to some technical you know get get into the technical side of it and support a crash or a, you know things happen yeah and how can you mitigate the things that happen yeah and that is if you're not prepared and if you haven't thought this stuff through it will make your 10k month so stressful mm -hmm. uh, that it you know it's, it's not a pleasant experience and you might end up with a 10k revenue at the end of it but you and your business will be exhausted or broken yeah at the end of it yeah I feel like it's relevant at this point to probably bring in some personal experience here because mm. it feels weird just kind of listening into this conversation and being like yeah I'm <laughs> sure that is true and then I'm like I can probably weigh in some things here mm. and I guess give some examples to what we're talking about I guess particularly in terms of the reality of a 10k month and again, there's even a discrepancy here because it would be, you know, is a 10K month you have made £10,000 into your bank account that month or have you mm -hmm. invoiced for £10,000? Because yeah. I would probably say almost every other month in my business, I mean, not every other, but whenever I'm onboarding clients, generally that month I'm, I'm invoicing mm -hmm. for £10,000. But that £10,000 yeah. is so spread out. But that's obviously not £10,000 into my bank account. Yeah. But I did have a month last year, which was my first official in adverted commas, because I'm not at all proud of it. And it means nothing <laughs> to me, 10K month. And it's so yeah. funny, actually, that I said in the intro about how Emily shows me figures and I just don't look at them. Because I was sat down with Emily in early December. I remember it so clearly. We were eating some lunch. I was eating some hula hoops, as I do. <laughs> and she said to me, she was like, oh, you know, last month we made 13 grand. And I was like, eh? She was like, oh, you know, like 13,000 pounds came into your bank account last month. And I was like, no. I was like, what? That's so crazy. And it was through the launch of the six week thing and yeah. just, you know, client payments still coming through and mm -hmm. whatever else was going on that meant that it was a 13 grand yeah. month. I love that you had no idea. Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that just oh, I'm so detached from my finances yeah. and that's a problem. No, it's business owner mindset. It's your just, money isn't you. It's not my money. Yeah. My friends always say, they're like, oh, the launch of the six week thing went well, you're taking us out for drinks. And I'm like, nope, Alice Benham Limited could take you out for drinks. Yeah. Alice Benham herself cannot. Different things. But yeah, I remember that moment. And honestly, that's all I remember. I remember just being like, okay, that's really cool. And then yeah. just kind of being like, that means nothing to me because I guess I get from experiencing it actually the reality of what that looks like. Yeah. So what was it? Like, what was your reality? bloody hard work that yeah. whole month like it was and even now you know that 10k month I didn't do any work within that month to make that money I'm doing all that work now yeah like the six-week thing launched in November and made I think nine grand yeah but I'm doing the six-week thing right now yeah and all the time that I'm doing now is was paid was for paid. back then so it's not that there's 10k months and the work that I'm doing is kept within that month but first of all it's that you know the work is happening now the money came mm. in then and it was just a lot of work because my business was already full-time in terms of the coaching. And then we were suddenly trying to pull off this launch that was so spontaneous mm. and I didn't necessarily have the time and energy for, but I knew was something I wanted to do. So the fact that it made 
over 10K that month to me isn't the measure of success, but the measure of success is that I knew it was something that was the right fit for my business. Yeah. And it is feeling like it's the right fit. And that to me is, you know, the thing that gives me the great, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. But that month was not a month that I wish to repeat. Yeah. Because it was just gross. Interesting. And the the scale, I think this is an interesting thing that I've learned through that kind of 10K month, <sighs> is that service-based businesses aren't as scalable as you might always think. Yes, absolutely. Like that's my experience yeah. is that sure, it's service-based and there's not, you know, things to send out to people or physical products to make, but 50 people asking questions, 50 people checking out, 50 people having problems checking out, 50 people needing to be sent invoices, 50 people needing to be sent contracts, 50 people needing to be added to a Facebook group. You get my gist. Like that's a a lot of work. Yeah. And it isn't a click a button, launch something, send the launch email out, make 10K. There's still so much involved in that that to me was a huge surprise. Yeah. But because I wasn't doing it for the money, that to me doesn't say that that was a bad thing to do, but yeah. I just don't think people see that side of it. No, and it's it's a big thing, isn't it? Like you've experienced mm. when you add in all of that extra stuff and we talk as service-based businesses, we know that one-to-many is the best and easiest way to make money. Yeah. Um, or not, maybe not the best, but it's certainly the easiest way to make more money and scale our business. Mm. However, one-to-many brings a lot more work. Yeah. Um, And so when we're talking about scaling our business as a service-based business owner, we have to take into consideration, and it's not impossible. I guess what the other thing we should caveat all of this with is it's not impossible. If that's your goal, you can totally do it. Yeah. You just have to be aware of what's involved so that you can do it in a sustainable way. Yeah. And Um, it's not a bad goal to have. No. Like now I have, you know, I have financial goals for my business and some of those goals will be something like make X amount this month. Yeah. But I guess the two caveats to that is number one, I know why I want that much money. It's not just for the sake of having it because it's glamorized. And number two, I get what has to be done internally and also what has to be sacrificed to make that happen. Because when you're, you know, any kind of business to level up, you've kind of got to get rid of something that you've got right now. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't see as well. Because in order to say have that 10K month, I'm not taking on any clients after March. Yeah. So there's a loss of future income in order to make that initial income. Yeah. So there's just so many factors that isn't talked about when people go, here's my 10K month, here's how to do it, here's why you need it, off you go. Yeah. And I think that's really important is, is not that they're bad, it's just getting to the reality of what they are so that we can do it in a way, if that's our goal, or even if it's a nine or an eight or a 7K month, whatever our goal is, Mm. we can do it in a way that, our business doesn't fall over in the meantime. We don't, um, we give a consistent client experience because we know that's how we keep our business going. That's the sustainable side of it. Yeah. And we stay healthy mm. <laughs> as well because like you say, there's sacrifices involved and often that sacrifice as a solo business owner or as a, you know two, one or two people, the sacrifice comes from us mm. and it will be time and it will be energy and it will be, looking after our health and it will be all you know dinner meals we will Mm -hmm. skip because we're busy doing something and all of that has a massive knock-on effect and I think if you can account for that if you can predict what it might look like and if you can then adjust your schedule and your work and your business so that you're prepared to accommodate the thing whatever it looks well yeah the thing (laughs) (laughs) on brand (laughs) 
whatever it looks like then that's that's kind of the dream really is to just understand the realities so that you can do it properly Mm. rather than these quick turnaround you know everybody makes it look quick they're like do this and then next month you'll be turning over or bringing in or whatever they say 10k Um, and the reality is just not that yeah it just isn't quick and it's not you know you well, you know, yeah. need your audience, you need your people, you need you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. need a foundation and all of that. So. Yeah, and the business, you know, I'm even thinking I was processing when you were saying that, that, I was like, yeah, I think I have like 10K months every time I onboard clients. Like that's, I do think that was probably the first, 100% the first time over 10K has ever come into the business in one month. Yeah. I think for me, the sacrifice that has gone into that 10K month is something I'm paying for now. And I don't think I paid for it at the time. Hmm. Because- well, because, you know, that month was madness, but I didn't burn out. I wasn't super stressed. It was just a lot going on because I was sustaining the coaching and I was launching, but yeah. I wasn't, like I said, doing any of the stuff that I was launching for. Mm. Whereas right now, you know, that 10K month, I am doing the work right now to fulfill yeah. that and fulfill, you know, that money that's come in and therefore what people have paid for. And it's right now that my business feels very hard work and I do feel quite overwhelmed and stressed and it's still worth it to me because I didn't do it to make 10 grand I did it for where it's taking my business but there's just so so much that you don't expect and don't see yeah and so many factors that go into those financial goals yeah that it's just so odd to me that it's implied as such a yeah this is a goal for everyone to achieve that's a level of success off you go and I think talking about it as a goal we norm like when we set goals in our business you know we all have these sessions where we sit down and think right where do i want it to go and we mm-hmm. we always have a reason for each of our goals so they i whether it's a lifestyle goal or whether it is a dream client or a collaboration or a type of service we want to launch there's a reason behind it and we can talk about it and justify it and explain it maybe that's a better word uh, why we want it and often Mm. when we set this incredible stretch target of a 10k month the ability to explain why other than well I just want to earn 10k (laughs) like it's good it that's the thing that we really need to think about like you were saying earlier what is my driver for it like do I actually want to earn this or do I just want the label of earning it like and then if it's just the label then it's gonna feel so painful because our heart isn't in it so we all of our goals we move towards and we take actions towards because we feel it Mm. and it's a real personal it's connected with our emotions it's in our brain it's like part of us isn't it moving towards these goals yeah but if a 10k is just because everybody else is doing it or somebody said you know dangled that carrot and you've got real no real Mm. motivator or connection with it then it's gonna feel like a slog and you're probably gonna feel like a failure every time you don't do it despite the fact that you will have upped your income or you know all of these other measures that you can make Mm. if you miss the mark of the 10k it's gonna feel horrendous yeah I don't think it's not yeah (laughs) it's like what is worth sacrificing yeah to get 10k I don't think anything is no because if you burn out in the process or if your business is sacrificed in the process because Mm. you know if you do it if you pursue a 10k month through an offering that isn't the right fit for your business yeah or you push for a 10k month and you can't fulfill that so you you know have x amount of people now not 
feeling positive about your brand or the service yeah. that you end up providing isn't of the quality that you usually would because you had to scale it in such a way actually the long term of the business is so damaged by that yeah and I think it's that thing of like exactly like you said why are you doing it yeah and really getting clear on what you would be risking mm. in the process in order to get that and then being yeah. able to be really objective about well then is it actually why? worth it for me yeah because sometimes it's not only our sacrifice but it can be sacrifices from the business so I've met people who have for example rather than aiming for selling out a course or something it's it's been done through increasing prices yeah but when you increase your, your prices substantially overnight are you still talking to the right people mm-hmm. so it might even be that you you set yourself up in your packages and your pricing up so that you can meet the 10k month you know in theory but actually what you've done is alienated yourself from your audience you're basically starting a business from scratch yeah because you have to start again building an audience with a new ideal client targeting different group of people Mm. maybe in different ways maybe you can no longer do it online it has to be in person because it's more exclusive or I don't know any number of ways it can change and you've effectively changed your your value proposition in your business model overnight Mm. and that is when you start a new business it takes time to embed so actually for the first few months six months your business might take a dive and you're sacrificing your steady income Mm. and maybe work and people that you enjoyed to reach that higher yes and next level yeah so that has to also be a consideration like am I prepared to step away from what I have been doing if it is a price increase Mm. and the people that I have been working with and move on to this next ideal client and group of people and way of marketing and model, business model. So true. Yeah. So true. There's so much to think about. Yeah. And I think what's interesting as well is, and this is what really gets me around the kind of 10K month narrative, is how it's presented to people at the very start of their business. Yeah. Because in my opinion and my experience, a business that, you know, is successful and not just successful financially but successful in the sense of it has a positive impact on the business Mm -hmm. owner and on the people and it's sustainable and it's done in a value-driven way Mm. is not built at a rate where a 10k month is a short-term goal no like absolutely not I I think I'm actually just going to do a video of like here is how much money my business has made (laughs) over the years because I cannot tell people how much it was a two years of making almost nothing yeah and constantly you know, just having no money within the business, yeah. but just knowing that that was the right thing to do yeah. to build the business that I wanted to things then beginning to click into place. Yeah, I mean, I my high for uh, today was that I've smashed February and I've made, you know, reached my mm. personal goals and highest billing month. Five months ago, I barely made anything. Yeah. Because I turned down work. People, are, you know, and they weren't my ideal clients. And it was slow and my business was young and I was still working out what I wanted to do and who I wanted to work with. Mm. And rather than taking on somebody else's model and delivering what somebody else was doing, I wanted to work it out for me because to me, that's how you keep a business going. If I'm working somebody else's model and and services and and all of that, I'm never going to connect with it in the same way as if I develop my own services based around my skill set and my experience and then work with my ideal client on that because if I buy into somebody else's model sure I might make money quicker 
but they're not going to be my ideal clients. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their ideal clients. It's not going to be my knowledge and services and, and expertise. It's going to be theirs. Mm. And it's it's never going to feel 100% comfortable. Yeah. Whereas I think it, we we small business owners, <laughs> we set them up because we're passionate about our businesses, aren't mm. we? Whatever it is that we set up, we do because we care about it and we care about how we can impact people. And that has to be those values are something we treasure and then to overwrite that with somebody else's yeah. um, business seems counterproductive. 100%, 100%. And you were doing work five months ago when you had those quiet months mm. that has intrinsically fed into yeah. this high income week that you've just had. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing, it's seeing things for what they are, yeah. which is that building a business, in my opinion, well, is a very long game absolutely and that's not to mean that you have to spend years being poor or you have to go through you know financial difficulty to get to a place where it's positive but it's almost to say like when you see other people who are at a point of financial success yeah not only recognize everything that's going on behind the scenes to make that happen but also recognize everything that's gone before yeah that's fed into that yeah and we were talking earlier like the financial cycle of a business and the client cycle of a business it doesn't matter how far ahead you are booked and how many invoices you've sent out, you never feel secure. Yeah. So it's it's this constant insecurity as a business owner that your business is about to fall over yeah. constantly, but it's getting comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that can destabilize us when we're feeling like that. One of them being the carrot of <laughs> yeah. have a 10K month. And when you're feeling like, oh, I don't think my business is working because I'm quiet this month or I've been quiet for two months. And there is somebody who is going to teach me how to earn 10K in a month. So that's better rather than having faith in our plans. And, you know, none of us leap into it with no plans. We all have some idea of what direction we want the business to go. And it's probably more around how can we take our passions and turn them into a higher if if money is your goal higher value business Mm. and build that business that we love based around the people we care about the ideal clients we want to work with the lifestyle we want rather than these elusive damaging 10k months yeah you know damaging for our business damaging for our health and you don't gain any of those things that you've talked about which are really what makes a business what it is Mm. by making more money no like if you don't have that foundation of your business super clear and super secure at 2k months yeah reaching for a 10k month is only going to inflate whatever problems that you've got yeah those foundations are the most important thing and of course financial goals are great and scaling is great yeah but actually if you're not scaling something that you love or feels like a good fit yeah extra money is only going to kind of inflate those problems absolutely it's never going to be a solution that's going to take you to that place of where you want to get to and it will like it will just stress test your business so the more money you earn it just stress test your business and you actually so it will absolutely 100% without fail reveal any cracks in your business yeah And, and there will always be cracks it doesn't matter how much work we do a business will always have cracks but if you haven't gone through the process of shoring up your operations before you start expanding your business will break somewhere I along can, the line i can so attest to that because in a way i didn't even really think through what i was doing at the end of last year push my business to a new normal financially which is great but i'm now so paying the price for it 
by having to be in this huge panic, I talked about this before we hit mm. record, of trying to find accountants and figure out the best way to go VAT yeah. registered and get limited. And that's something that I didn't realize until yeah. I pushed my business a little bit further than I think it was ready for. And exactly like you said there, yeah. you kind of realize when you begin to scale where those gaps are. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's a lot of backpedaling to try, to try mm-hmm. and fill in the gaps, mm-hmm. which, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of like that yeah um but there's things we can do to preempt and protect ourselves I think and um you know it's always nice not to be stressed or at least not stressed to the max obviously owning a business does bring its own anxieties Mm -hmm. but you know if we can protect ourselves I think we should yeah and even from that personal perspective something I kind of thought of when you were saying a few points ago about kind of you as the business owner is that quote of it's it's windier at the top Mm, like things you know any fears that you have I can promise from being there do not get solved through making more money (laughs) like they get bigger yeah like I am way more worried about money now that my business is regularly making money than I ever was when my business wasn't making any and I couldn't afford to pay my phone bill yeah like it's it's just inflated yeah again using that word everything that I feel you know I, I don't feel any more secure in my business I don't feel any more confident in what I'm doing I don't feel like I trust anything mm. anything more I just feel exactly like I did before but suddenly with more to lose yes. and suddenly with higher expectations yeah and that's part and parcel I'm not looking for those feelings to go but I almost I'm really laughing at my past self who would look at people who were you know and it's not even a 10k month it was looking at people who were booked up three months in advance yeah. or looking at people who had regular income from retainer clients and just really glamorizing that yeah and thinking oh well because they have that they're not worried about this they're not fearful about that they don't mm-hmm. doubt that and from my experience speaking to other people and living it out myself making that more regular money and having more sustainability in your finances of course solves something yeah in that you're not you know, panicking in the same way that you would have if you didn't have any money coming in. Yeah. But in terms of how you feel, it's just on a bigger scale. Yeah. And it just feels scarier because you're something like crap. Yeah. I've now got, you know, this much more money that the business needs to make because shock horror, yeah. your money goes up with what you make. Your money goes up with what you spend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And suddenly you've got- Scaling a, a business is expensive. A bigger beast to build. Yeah. And you know, I'm sat here saying that I had a month where I made 13 grand and I still don't pay myself more than 250 pounds a month. I love that. So it's like, I love it. You can look at that figure and be like, oh my gosh, she must be on holiday to X, Y, Z. And just, yeah. it's hilarious to me because I would have so thought those things. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, oh, my business is no different because yeah. I hit this really random, completely unconnected goal. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Let's just carry on with our lives. Yeah. It's so bizarre, isn't it? it I'm is. glad you do that. I pay myself 300 a month. Oh, God. I always have. Trumping me with even your 50 when I, quid I know, month. check me out with my 50 quid. <laughs> no but even Shasta. when I was in corporate, like I always pay myself the same amount. So even when my salary went up, I like I, during the last few years of corporate, I nearly doubled my salary, but I always pay myself the same amount. Wow. Yeah, and the rest just went into savings. You're such an adult. See, mine doesn't yeah. go into savings. Mine's just the business spends more money. <laughs> Treats sure. you to all sorts of gadgets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just take nice. Ubers instead of mm. instead of the bus today. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's true though. Mm. It's bizarre. Yeah. That's my conclusion from this conversation. Yeah. It's such a bizarre thing yeah. that is glamorized. And it's not a bad thing to want. No. 
absolutely crack on if you want a 10k month but i think exactly like you said know why you want it yeah and understand what's got to happen yeah work out what you need to do Mm. that's the biggest thing i think like if you yeah work out how to plan your business and structure your business and scale your business so that you can scale your income yeah but not lose what's really important yeah to do that yeah because it's a short-term thing yeah making 10 grand and sacrificing yourself and your business in the meantime or other people it's just not worth it no it feels exciting ish and then you get it and you're like all right okay yeah and what's interesting with most of my clients, if not all of my clients actually that I've worked with, mm. so probably just over 40 clients now I've worked with in a year and um, all of them, when we talk about goals, it revolves around lifestyle and trying to achieve lifestyle. And then you hear the 10K goal and you're like, wait a minute. How does that connect? <laughs> There's no connection with yeah. that. Like yeah. the fact that we pay ourselves this same tiny amount every single month says yeah. that we do not run our businesses yeah to make us money of course we would not run our businesses if they didn't sustain our lives exactly that's an important thing to say yeah but yeah those two sit in complete disagreement with each other of like I run my business for the freedom and the flexibility and the control and the excitement but I also want to make 10 grand this month for no apparent reason yeah that makes sense and I'll do it in my sleep yeah it's mad (laughs) it's mad I mean maybe there are people out there who are having 10k months and it's not I just feel like my experience of a 10k month is so not what it was yeah. made out to be. I kind of feel like I've been robbed. I'm like, guys, you sold no, me wrong. I think you had a very a very normal 10K month experience. And I think those that make it where it looks easy mm. have, have the infrastructure in place, which doesn't get talked about. Yeah. And I think they probably have teams in place that don't get talked about to pick up the invoicing and the, mm-hmm. you know, all of the legwork of running a 10k month and having that volume of clients or orders yeah I think they have it all in place but it they you don't necessarily see it so true Mm. I think that's why I'm just like over open with everything even with Emily like I talk about her so much because I just think it's so important for people to get yeah not everything that you see in terms of my output is me because I think that's it just adds to that yeah pressure of oh my gosh well they are putting out all of this stuff and doing all these things yeah. and it's just them. Yeah. And you don't see the team there, like you said. You don't see the processes. You don't see the things that were sacrificed six months ago to get it. You don't see yeah. the things that are going to be sacrificed in six months exactly. to get it. Yeah. And it, like even recently, my income's gone up, which is fantastic. Mm. But the first thing I did was like, right, what can I outsource? Yeah. Because you can't take on more clients or you can't take on more work or more orders without losing time. Mm. And time, as we said earlier, is like the most important commodity that we have, or at least for me, is the most important commodity. 100%. And so I need to outsource to get time back. Mm. And that's, yeah, even before I can really afford it, I'm like, okay, let's ship that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's why I find money so underwhelming in my business. Yeah. The money side of it represents something to me. It represents what I can do with it. It represents the ways I can scale it, but it doesn't represent anything more than that because it's not the thing that I value. Yeah, and I, I think that. it's yeah. You know, I would if, work for free, genuinely. Like I mm. love what I do. If someone just sustained my life, yeah, and just said, Alice, like if I could just live in a boarding school, yeah, and everything that I need is paid for, and I'll I could do go my for business. A Caribbean island, but you stick in your boarding school. All right. <laughs> I always wanted to go to a boarding school. Not Did you? <laughs> so yeah, random. Just glamorized it a bit. Again, reality is probably very yeah. different. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
it's very interesting to explore as a topic because I think there is just so much of an unspoken narrative around it. And I think it does probably come down to values as well in terms of as an individual what do we value and I think we're both quite similar Mm. like we both hold the same values our time our friends our family our lifestyle and not everybody is the same and so some people will listen to this podcast and they'll be thinking these girls are nuts like why wouldn't you want to earn 10k and it's Mm. not that hard and um, of course there's going to be sacrifices but that's all part of the fun and so for them it will be a complete lifetime obsession to build this fantastic business that is successful and employed and you know good for them you know the Bill Gates and the mm. Mark Zuckerbergs and you know every country <laughs> needs people like that because they're the employers and we need employers to keep our economy going so yeah. good for them and and you know I wish them every success but I won't mm. be doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be aiming for that but even Bill Gates I'm sure he never sat down and just thought guys we need a 10k month no there's different measures of success yeah within that it's funny on the on the apprentice i think in the like the last episode or very close to the end alan sugar said you know you get the small business owners that are turning over 100k and you think good for them but i'm not that i want a million (laughs) it's like we're a different world like 100k sure (laughs) i know that's a yeah i feel like you could replace 10k month in this conversation with anything anything Ten thousand followers Reaching 100,000. Yeah. Going VAT registered. Flipping yeah. or I did not realise until I started talking about that online how many people were like, oh my gosh, well done. And I'm like, I'm doing it voluntarily, but thanks. Why is that measure of success? Yeah. Don't quite know. It's become quite a benchmark. It's Weird. interesting. Like when I talk to clients and I talk about what their aspirations and their dream businesses are, mm. there's some real emperor's clothes type yeah. aspirations where they get told it's cool because it's like everybody's doing it and that's a measure of success without actually thinking through the impact or what Mm -hmm. it means or what it actually is i mean vat is like the most boring thing in the world do you know what i mean yeah and and why would that be aspirational but it's because my business is going to lose money by me going vat registered (laughs) makes more sense not to do it yeah very odd people's values all over again i love a values chat Mm. says a lot Mm. in a very not i'm saying that as if I'm judging people's values all the time. <laughs> just, it just find them fascinating. Well, because I think business is at its best when it's so closely connected to your values. Yeah. And it's interesting to explore what that looks like for different people. Yeah, absolutely. Great conversation starter. Mm. Thanks, Steph. Welcome. Quick fire question time. Oh. She's got hers. She's whipping them out. Yes. I wrote them down because my brain is not what it used to be. Right. Bring it. Have you ever seen anything that you wish you would have invented or launched first? Ooh, I saw a tweet the other day. This is the most ridiculous answer. This is not my like the most, you know, I hate when it's like, what's the the thing you'd most like to have invented because mm. I have to really think about that to yeah. think of the most. But I saw a tweet from someone saying that, and I think it was a jokey tweet, like, you know, don't you think it'd be funny if I invented this? And it's an app where when you've got plans with someone, you log onto the app and if you would be okay with the other person cancelling, you know when someone cancels on you and yeah. you're like, oh yes, like, yeah. I get a night <laughs> in. You go onto the app and you press a button and if they also press the button, it cancels 
your hangout because you've both said like, oh, I'd probably rather do it than not, but I don't want to create a fuss. But if you do it and they don't do it, they never know. And then you just hang out and it's fine. That's amazing. And I think that needs to happen. That is amazing. <laughs> Although to be fair, I'm pretty savage with my time. I'll just be like, no. But you know that feeling when you've booked something yeah. in and you just think maybe I'm just a bit tired today or I just don't really want to see you. If you were to cancel, I'd be quite content. And yeah. you kind of even try and hint that maybe they should cancel and you're like, oh, aren't you really tired? Yeah, you could like lead them to yeah, the... Dis- yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine just an app where just it does it for you. That's amazing. I mean, completely replacing human conversation. <laughs> Who needs to have an open conversation nah. with your friends? Who's an app? <laughs> but yeah. Cancel instead. Nice. How about you? I feel like you have a lot more of a awesome Oh no, I, do you know what? I haven't even thought because I didn't know it was going to be turned around back on me. Yeah, I didn't just say, Steph, can you think of three questions to ask me? <laughs> That's possibly the most narcissistic thing I could do. Come on my podcast and ask me questions, please. Thank yeah. you. Guys, we've just had a quick, of a quick pause. <laughs> and by quick pause, I mean about three minutes of our lives. Uh, because Steph has asked a question that she cannot answer. So Steph's going to change her own question so that she can answer it. Take it away, Steph. So I'm going to make it <laughs> a concept. Okay. Okay, so I um, I actually thought I did come up with it <laughs> until I read a book. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my favourite thing. Yes, and I was like, yes, I'm a genius. And then I read a book and I was like, no, that guy was a genius You're 40 like, years before uh, me. Okay. So obviously working with creative businesses, I set up my business because I know that creatives really struggle with businessy stuff. Getting into the detail of a business is the big issue for creatives in terms of building and scaling their business because they love the they say they I also am creative so we Mm -hmm. love the the drawing the painting the making the designing the whatever our creative outlet is but actually getting into a business and scaling it is boring so I set up my business with my business background to help with that yeah and I thought brilliant I don't know anybody else doing this you know I didn't want to look sideways at competitors so I and I had this idea that yeah, that's what I would do. And I would help businesses, uh, help creatives structure their business. And then I read the e-myth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this guy nailed it. You're like, uh, <laughs> I just okay. wasted all that time. I wasted all that time thinking I about, I could have, yeah, exactly. I could have just read that. And then that would have saved me months of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great. Michael it, E. Gerber. It's I think like a positive and a negative realization. Really. Yeah. It's good to we know first... there's more than one of you doing that work, eh? Yeah, and that I'm not, like, I'm on the right track. Yeah. That's really, it's like reaffirming Evidence. of my thought process, which can sometimes be a bit shaky. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then when I read it, I was like, man, this guy is a genius. Although it's a really annoying book to read. Well, then you're just, you know, but, yeah. making that book more accessible. Yeah. So I have actually, off the back of that, I had actually thought about writing my own book. But that's, like, long-term. Heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that would be mega down the line question number two question number two can you answer this one that was so painful um if you could star in any film or tv series which character would you play a fantastic question please can you give your answer whilst i come up with mine because emily will be laughing right now because i'm so culturally irrelevant and i honestly amazing nine times out of ten do not know who anyone is or what any film doesn't have to be modern Oh, like okay. anything you've seen. Right, you kick us off. And okay. I'll, um, I'll have a think. At the moment, I am absolutely loving Silent Witness. Okay. And uh, Amelia Fox plays a character. Mm. So Is she the one that's in Game of Thrones? I don't know. No. I've never watched it. Okay. 
Oh, should I say that? <laughs> I mean, I have alienated like ninety percent of the audience. Fine, we're at the end of the podcast okay. now. <laughs> um, yeah, and she is like, she's a doctor, a pathologist, mm-hmm. and I just think she looks super smart and um, savvy. And she's carved a space in her her field. That's the right word. She's carved go. a space in her field. She's a thought leader. She's her character. Yeah, I just love it. So that is, and I've always been drawn to medicine. So either her or like Meredith Grey. <laughs> oh, see Grey's Anatomy, I can get on yeah. board with. She's a curious character. Yeah, you kind of look like each other. What? Do you not think? No, I think you look like her. A Love bit. her. Is that I'll take that. As long as Patrick Dempsey comes with it, that's all yeah, fine. Need to. <laughs> yeah. Steph's husband. Do not listen. Yeah, to Yeah, Phil. Sauce Phil. I've decided to be whatever the actress's name is. Hope you can tell me from Miss Congeniality. Sandra Bullock. There we go. Oh, I what a legend. Cracking film. Really love yeah. it. Really great film. Feel good. Yeah. She's pretty badass. She's yeah. doing her thing. She's also really fit. Yeah. Why not? She. I would be her in any film. Yes. She's amazing. Or maybe I could also be in The Princess Diaries. I've never seen them. <gasps> very good. Oh. Very, very good films. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. I don't like questions like these. They kind of make me nervous. I feel like people are judging me. Because very... you came up with quite a smart answer there, and then I just said I'd be <laughs> Miss Congeniality. But hey ho. Ah, well, but she was look. It's a similar answer. Thank you. Smashing her field. There we go. Not Strong compromising women. herself. Yeah, exactly. That's what we go for. Yeah. Final question. Bring it on. On that. Yeah. Oh, is this another one that I'm gonna hate? <laughs> boss or boss babe? Boss. But not really even boss. No. Oh, just a bit. <laughs> Like, oh, you're such a boss. Like, nah, I'm not. I mean, like, you're 100% boss. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You say boss babe. I am never going to say boss babe. That's what I think. Like, you looked at makes me as me, if like, I was wrong. I thought, should have just saying it. Steph, everything I know about you is being challenged no. right now. Absolutely not. If anything, boss, yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. Boss babe. Let's cross that babe out. Business hun. <laughs> Fempreneur. No. Never look through, like, someone's hashtags are like 30 hashtags deep you yeah. kind of get to the, the end ones and you just think nah nah too much yeah too much I just think business owner entrepreneur yeah that's it doesn't need to be def- differentiation based on gender that's is anyone calling what's his name Alan Sugar <laughs> that's his name how rude um, no one calls him a dadpreneur do they exactly does he have kids thank you yes oh there you go no I one calls so. him a dadpreneur yeah. no or a manpreneur no he's just an entrepreneur yeah, that's all it is. Why we is still fit the description and the inter- and the yeah definition. It's all good. Mm. We don't need to change it. Or when people call women girls, that gets to me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I just think you as if you would ever really ever call a grown man a boy. Yeah, you wouldn't. No. Anyway. There's a lot. This could go on. Really, like could. this is a <laughs> this is a big old. Should we do another podcast? Yeah, we should. <laughs> All of the words that Steph and Alice hate <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. to basically just end up that the only people listening at the end are our perfect ideal yeah. clients. I feel like this has been a, a very sufficient episode for 101. Yeah. I feel very pleased with this. 
Good. Me too. I'm very happy. This was this was yeah. one of my goals. Forget the finances. Was it? I wanted to be on your podcast this year. Mine I've got it written in my goal. Yeah. I thought you just meant a podcast. That means no, even more. Yours. It was like one of my aspirational wow. goals. I was like, how am I going to manage that? No idea, but I'm going to give it a go. And this has possibly been the least aspirational experience of your life because it it's took been us... perfect because it's Thank been you. real. Perfectly imperfect. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So We've only had three times the lights have gone out. Yeah. We only spent an hour trying to set up the equipment. Yeah. And here we are. We did it. And it's been beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now you can take it off your list. <laughs> One goal met. Go yeah. to bed now.